With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're going to wrap up the 2022 regular season and we're going to get ready for rookie season. We're going to go over my season ending dynasty checklist or just some things that I do to make my dynasty teams better as we are now officially in the offseason. Kinda. Uh, no Jerry this week. Um, I was stuck on vacation last week and I had a little flood in my basement. If you're watching live on YouTube, you can kind of see the, the makeshift studio that I'm operating with as I'm sitting here on a tabletop and uh, my camera and laptop. But the show, as always, does go on. So uh, I've got some good stuff for you today. I'm going to dive right into that here on the show. And let's get right into this. So uh, first thing I want to do is make sure to tell you to follow us everywhere on social media. Uh, you can follow the show at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram, Twitter. But becoming more important will be TikTok and YouTube. Uh, I'm going to be launching a new shorts series called The Dynasty Diet. It'll be one minute, you know, short videos like you see on TikTok and and YouTube now, uh, YouTube actually calls them shorts, and you'll be able to see this starting Sunday. My goal is to drop up to three a week, and just another way to drive people to the YouTube channel in order to get more content from the show, and a way to drive up our subscribers and membership base over there. But if all of that is unappealing to you, you're a bit old-fashioned, you don't like social media and all the things that come with it, cool. You can always reach me or anyone at the show. Uh, just send us an email. The email address is dynastywarzone at gmail.com. So there you go. Uh, please, pretty please with sugar on top, subscribe everywhere. If you're on socials, maybe you're not, maybe you can uh, use a significant other, family member, a friend, subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone. Don't be afraid to leave us a rating or review here on the podcast, but we are going to jump right into 
everyone's favorite segment. We are going to jump into good people, bad tweets. And uh, this one, this one, I'm not even sure this guy qualifies as good people, but it's Skip Bayless. Uh, this tweet happened during the tragedy that happened on the Monday night football game. And uh, Mr. Bayless tweeted, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game. But how? This is late in the season. A game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcomes, which suddenly seems so irrelevant, is what Skip wrote. And it's like, you know, me personally, I I didn't think that on Monday night during the Monday night football game that Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, I didn't think anybody really needed my two cents as to what was going on. Much like all of you, I was sitting around uh, watching the TV, listening to Booger and Adam Schefter and Susie Colbert, and just trying to figure out what was going on. Um, The word that I kept hearing that really resonated with me personally was unprecedented. And if you don't know what unprecedented means, it means to have never happened before. And I know the NFL caught a lot of shit about you know, oh, they were going to give the teams five minutes to warm up and, and you know, get ready to resume play until head coaches Zach Taylor and, oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on Buffalo's head coach. I can see his bald head right now, uh, Sean McDermott. And I could, I could see those guys, you know, meet at halftime, and they ultimately decided they needed a little bit more time. But in fairness, it was unprecedented. Historically, in the NFL when a player is carted off because we see this a handful of times a year, right? We see a player carted off and, uh, you know, another handful of times a year, you see the tragedy that is a player leaving the field via ambulance. This is not a first. And historically, when there's precedent, teams would resume play. I don't think at the time the officials on the field or in Cincinnati were prepared for what happened. So they went to what they've done historically, which is they 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 give the teams a little bit of time to warm up and they resume play. But due to the magnitude of the tragedy that happened to Darman Hamlin, that excuse me, Hamler, that they decided they were going to continue to postpone it. And ultimately, after about an hour, the NFL decided to, to suspend the game. I'm, I'm going to jump into that from what we do here in a second. But this is what makes Skip so stupid. Well, not just this, but, you know, but, but largely what makes Skip so stupid is that he thinks everything needs his immediate reaction in this moment. And I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I handle every social media thing that I do correctly. Um, I make mistakes just like everybody else, but sometimes the best comment is no comment. Um, I think so often we want to rush to Twitter and social media and just be right and get our thoughts out there. And sometimes uh, I won't name any names, but a lot of people use it as like a sounding board and they're just frustrated and using that to, to vent their frustration. But to make statements like this, about the NFL doesn't care about the player or how can we postpone the game and everything in between. Sometimes the best reaction is no reaction. Just let the situation sort itself out. It was unprecedented. Remember that word, an unprecedented event happened last night and the officials on the field done 
what they would have done had he broken a leg to the point it would have required an ambulance. Was that the right decision in the moment? No, but it was what their training at that time had allowed them to do. So it was unprecedented. And ultimately, it wasn't about being right. Ultimately, they got it right. I know that ruffled some feathers, and maybe it'll ruffle yours, but that that's how I saw it, and it was unprecedented. But Skip, and, you know, Skip's famous, right? Got 3.5 million Twitter followers. You know, some of us have 3,000, 5,000, whatever that, that 10,000, whatever that number is. But sometimes just read the room. And, and don't rush to your social media to get a comment out there. That's what made this take from Skip so horrible. So uh, that is good people with bad tweets. And that is brought to you by our patron. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You know, we are navigating through 15 Patreon Dynasty Leagues right now. You know, how are we handling this situation? Uh, I'm going to jump into that here in a second. Uh, but if you're looking for a great group chat, um, we're going to be doing some startups. We'll have a few orphans. Uh, more on that to come, but but definitely, you know, got a little extra cash in your pocket coming out of the, the Christmas and holiday season. And, uh, you know, you, you want to jump into the Dynasty Warzone Patreon, looking to get into a Patreon league. Now is the time. A great, a great opportunity to join up with a, uh, a, a good group of people. And one of them is in the the YouTube comments right now, Mike, and he said, skip bad people, bad tweets. That's exactly right, Mike. Bad people, bad tweets. Uh, Skip's not a good dude, but you're a good dude because you're a patron and you help support this show. So head on over there, man. Check out patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Um, meet up with some of the ladies and gents and uh, come do Dynasty with us. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming for the patrons. So um, going to jump into the show. And the first thing I wanted to cover tonight before I get into some of my year-end checklist stuff is I want to thank all the fantasy and dynasty commissioners out there, um, especially our admin, Neil, who helps me tremendously run all 15 of those Dynasty Warzone Patreon leagues. Uh, without guys like Neil, uh, Dynasty Outhouse, his real name is Russ, uh, JD from the GOAT District, um, Nate Pilmer, uh, Tyler Gunthener, so many of the great commissioners that I play dynasty fantasy football with, um, without ladies and gentlemen like you, this game is not possible. Uh, you do the dirty work and you often do not get the thank you that you deserve as commissioners. So um, first of all, tip of the cap, wearing my red Mustangs cap tonight, uh, tip of the cap to, to all those that run leagues and have to ultimately make these tough, these tough decisions. But if you're not a commissioner, if you're just a dynasty GM, a fantasy GM, this is a great opportunity to extend grace to those ladies and gentlemen who run your leagues. They're doing the best they can. And uh, I mentioned the word earlier when I was talking about skip unprecedented. This is unprecedented for fantasy and dynasty commissioners. Um, nothing to take away from the tragedy that happened on the field. Uh, we want nothing but for that young man to get healthy and resume his life and hopefully resume his career as an NFL football player. But just just be kind, not only to people on social media, but to your to your commissioners. They have the uh, the weight of 11, maybe 12, 16 other people on their shoulders right now, and it's a lot. So um, I've seen a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I've seen people split pots. I've seen... Um, people say, forget the money. I, I won't name their names as to uh, out them publicly, 
but two of our wonderful patrons that were super close, they're going to take the 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 would be money that they won in the first and second place in their particular league. They're going to use that money to pay their league dues for 2023 and then donate the rest of the money to the GoFundMe set up for uh, the charity for uh, Darman Hamler. So that's that's pretty rad. Um, I think his charity went from like 300 grand or 150 grand to like over 4 million bucks. It just shows the passion and the compassion that we can have as dynasty and fantasy gamers. So pretty, pretty cool. And I'm really excited to see what happens, but um, I'll just say what I'm doing personally along with Neil. And that's right now is I'm doing nothing. Uh, I addressed the situation earlier this morning with our patrons uh, in our group chat, and I'm, I'm going to pull it up if, if I have it on on my phone real quick, what uh, what I, I posted to our group chat. Um, and you know what? I, I have the second tweet. And, and basically, I said, right now, I'm just going to lay out. But um, we're not going to do anything. So here was the second tweet uh, or message that I posted in our Dynasty group chat. And, it, and, and here's what I said. It says, it is, appears as if the NFL is going to play this week's games and then wait and see if it's still necessary to play the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. It seems as it would take a perfect trifecta of the following set of events. Cincinnati, excuse me, Cincinnati to win on Sunday, beating Baltimore and winning the AFC North. The Bills winning against the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs losing on Saturday. If that happens... I could see the NFL canceling the game. But also, if all three of those things happened, then Cincinnati could concede the game that would have been played on Monday night. They could concede that game to Buffalo as they won the division outright with that victory over Baltimore. Uh, in that scenario, it would kind of screw the Chiefs a little bit, but you know, someone's going to take the worst end of this. But then ultimately, I ended it with this. Um, therefore, we'll sit on on all undecided leagues until the conclusion of this week's games and the NFL's final decision. Let's enjoy week 18. Let's do some DFS. Let's do some betting. Thanks for your support and patience, Memphis. You know, um, I want to make sure we get this right. And then ultimately, if they wind up playing the Buffalo-Cincinnati game in a regular season format, then we will go back in and retroactively add in the uh, – add in all the points that would have been going into uh, week 17. So we're not cashing out or closing out anything unless it was already decided. Um, again, I gave a shout out to Tyler. I won a league that, that he commissions and the gentleman that I was playing, I won outright. He didn't have any bills or bangles. So Tyler went ahead and and, and sent me my, my league winnings Um but in all other leagues, we're just holding pat. So right now, it's prayers to Damar Hamlin and his family. Mr. Damar Hamlin and his family uh, deserve our support and love. So, um, But so do our commissioners. So I, I know I probably worded that a little bit funky. But again, a lot of support to Mr. Hamlin and, and his family and our commissioners. So let's get into, um, now that we've got that tough bit of news, um, we, we've got to show respect to to the situation and to our commissioners, but uh, let's get into some of my dynasty checklist at the end of the season. 
First of all, I, I've done this show probably two years in a row for our patrons, and, and I'm going to do it here tonight because without Jerry, I'm just kind of trying to, to fill in a show. Um, but the first thing that I do is I do nothing. Literally the rest of this week. Now, this week, 18 is going to be an anomaly this last week of the season because of the Hamlin situation. But I'm just going to lay out. Uh, I'm not going to make any trades. I will respond to trade offers should I get any across my leagues. But I'm just going to chill. I'm going to try to enjoy football for football. Um, make a couple of wagers. Uh, I'm in a gambling contest. Just really sit back and, and enjoy that aspect of football. Um, I love Dynasty. I love Fantasy. But this is the last regular season week. Uh, tons of uh, implications with these games, especially with uh, B Buffalo and Cincinnati not playing. Uh, if anything, the only positive that I can see, and it's you know, it's a it's a small silver lining, is that that New England Buffalo game means a lot because Buffalo's still playing for the one seed, and New England's playing to get in. Cincinnati, had they won last night, they would have clinched the AFC North. But because of this current scenario, they're going to play their guys, and they're going to try to win the AFC North outright this week. Um, so a ton of implications. So first thing I'm doing on my dynasty checklist is I'm just chilling out this week. Now, starting next week, we start getting into the middle of February. Um, I want to start putting these, th th this season completely away and start getting ready for 2023. Um, you know, start taking notes. If you're in 17 leagues like me, it, it takes a lot longer. Um, I tend to focus on my worst teams first. Um, because typically they need the most love. They need the most work. And, uh, you know, where can I start making adjustments? Am I going to go into a rebuild? Am I going to go into uh, a, a contender? Am I buying? Am I selling? What, what am I doing with each team? Uh, I start making notes, and then I, I start making trades and making moves accordingly. You know, uh, you shouldn't – I mean, I'll be honest, I, I didn't have him, but I had a couple of rosters where I had T.Y. Hilton. You know, when, when, when you're carrying 30 players, five on a taxi and 25 on your regular roster, you tend to have you tend to have a, a couple of aged veterans out there. Now, as a former as, as a former Colt and a, a guy I'm a fan of, I'm happy to see T.Y. back in the NFL. But at no point was T.Y. ever, ever going to crack one of my starting lineups where I have to hit the submit button. So for me, T.Y. was uh, was a roster clogger. So start looking for those guys, you know, start clearing up those rosters, start going through MFL. Now, again, I know some leagues will shut down waivers entirely uh, until much later in the season. But if you can offload some of that dead weight and, you know, pick up some some guys that are maybe. Maybe a lottery ticket, especially running backs and wide receivers, running backs and tight ends, uh, you're not going to find too many quarterbacks worth a damn, especially in a super flex league, but. That, that's something else that I do. Um, and then the next thing that I do, this will transition to the next thing I wanted to talk about, is I start looking at veterans. Um, you cannot, and I repeat, I cannot say this with any more emphasis, you cannot be trading away veterans right now. Um, that, that literally ended Sunday if your league didn't have a trade deadline. If it did, it ended when your trade deadline ended. Your veterans are never going to be worth less than they are right now. And, and yes, technically, you know, Jonathan Taylor's a veteran. Justin Jefferson is a veteran. 
when I say veteran, I mean like aged veterans. I mean Devontae Adams. I mean Christian McCaffrey. I mean Dalvin Cook. I mean George Kittle. I mean guys that have been in the league four, five, six years. That's what I mean. Uh, Devontae Adams probably won or maybe helped you fend off somebody in your Week 17 matchup with that absolute monster performance against the 49ers. You know, Mike Evans, this week's highest scorer, Tom Brady. I mean, these are the guys that I'm talking about. They absolutely helped you win championships last week or literally two days ago in some cases, unless you're holding out, and, 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 and that could be the case too. But in general, year over year, those guys are literally worth so much less because we're going to be focused on rookies. We're going to be focused on uh, young players. Um, you know, the buzz is, is happening. Uh, I saw someone tweeted today. They're like, I'm going to go into the offseason and I'm going to pick up a lot of Elijah Moore, Kyle Pitts. And I want to say they said Jonathan Taylor. Maybe it was Javante Williams. I'm like, well, the time to have bought those guys was two weeks ago. You're, you're literally staring into, you know, you heard the expression, the teeth of the defense. You're literally staring right into the 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 the, the hardest part because now all of a sudden Kyle Pitts is not an injured tight end who's on IR on the end of your at the end of your bench, especially if you're a contender. Now he's part of your future, so you got to go through here. Hey, who am I building around? Who am I going to be moving? Uh, this is the time of year where if, I, if I'm a 108, a 109, um, a 110, th those are those are the, the most crucial rosters to look at. If you finished, you made the playoffs, right? So you have draft, if you have your draft pick, you have draft pick 107 through 111. And that's the time to look at your roster and go, did I get here by luck or did I get here by um, having a good solid team and my team did what they were supposed to do? You know, if, if, if you limped into the playoffs and you didn't do it, that's where you have to evaluate that roster. Hey, you know what? This is a veteran-laden roster and I'm not going to be able to uh, repeat this magic again. Then maybe you decide to do a rebuild. Maybe you had a really young roster and some guy started, you know, really balling out like a Devonta Smith and, you know, Kenneth Walker come on the last half of the season and a lot of guys like that. Then, yeah, that's the time. Because if you think you're a piece or two away, now's the time to go get Cooper Cup. Do I think you can get him for one first? Maybe not, but maybe. I mean, you know, you you have to sell. He's going to be 30. I believe he's going to be 30 in June or July. And that doesn't mean that he won't ball. He's under contract. Stafford's already said on his wife's podcast that he's coming back. But if you were a contender, now's the time to buy veterans. Um, I'm not selling my rookies and young guys, especially if they've shown something. It's like Brees Hall, Kyle Pitts, all the young guys that are super talented that were on IR, the time to have bought them has passed. So if you're going to get them, you're going to pay market. And if not, market plus. So those are the, the, the handful of things that, that I do. Um, it's a simple checklist. Uh, just trying to put a little bit of a show together for you uh, uh, of this team. So 
Don't get it backwards. Don't do what everybody else is doing as you're evaluating your teams. Everybody wants to buy young guys. Well, if everybody's buying, drives prices up. If everybody's selling old guys, that drives prices down. So depending on what you're doing with your roster, you might be able to find some value out there somewhere. Speaking of young guys, um, I covered this in the patron maybe a month ago, two or three weeks ago, and then I tweeted it out uh, a, a week or so after that. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this. It's going to be a shorter episode today. I, I really apologize. Um, wasn't prepared to do the show solo, but Jerry will be back next week, and we are going to do our 2022 Dynasty Seasonal Awards, such awards as Dynasty Commissioner of the Year, um, Rookie of the Year, and, and so many others. So next week will be the official award show. Hopefully I'll have my studio put back together after a, a frozen pipe uh, water issue here in the basement and so much more. But I do want to leave you with this. Here is an offense that I'm all in on before it gets too expensive, and that is the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Najee Harris, I think we've talked about this before, but Najee Harris is not the RB, like I think it was 16, talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I think that buying window is closed. Um, looked very good in the game against Baltimore. I think he had 22 touches for 110 yards. Caught a beautiful, beautiful throw from Kenny Pickett. And, and that's why I like, that's why I'm buying Steelers. I may have already said on the podcast too, if this is redundant, I do apologize. But man, Kenny Pickett, year one. George Pickens, year one. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, he's in year two, going into year three. Najee Harris, year two, going into year three. The old man on this roster is Deontay Johnson, and he's 26. Um, good on the Steelers for having a winning culture and putting a priority on winning. Um, I think they handle that the opposite of how we should handle that as dynasty GMs, to be quite honest. Pittsburgh continues to win just enough to where they can't get elite, but at least they're winning and, and, and being viable for, for playoffs every year. But I'm big on this Pittsburgh offense, and it's a good opportunity to go out there and cash in uh, before prices get too high. I know uh, Jordan McNamara, uh, McNamara of the uh, Dynasty Analytics podcast, you know, he's anti-Pickens. I've seen other Pickens, people who are pro-Pickens. Uh, I'm starting to pick up steam on Kenny Pickett. I think if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I love cheap quarterbacks that everybody throws away. This year, one of those guys that really helped me down the stretch, he actually helped me uh, when the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League, that was the league I was referring to earlier that Mr. Tyler Gunther is the uh, the host of, uh, or the GM of, he's the host of the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast. You know, Tyler runs a, a, a heck of a league. and But, you know, a guy like Sam Darnold. Uh, I literally played Sam Darnold in a couple of leagues because I liked his matchups. You know, I love these quarterbacks that are, you know, dirt cheap, and what a great time to get value. I'll give you another quarterback, as I'm just kind of filibustering the show here, is Deshaun Watson. I know a lot of people can't stomach him as a person, and I completely respect that that thought, but I have him as my dynasty QB7, and it feels gross to say, 
but you saw glimpses on on Sunday of you know why that is what it is. You know, three three passing touchdowns. He rushed a little bit. Um, he's not going to look like Deshaun Watson in, in, until next year. And I absolutely, absolutely love love Deshaun Watson at his value in Dynasty right now. Um, good friend of the show and good friend of mine, Nick Whalen, was you know talking about like if you were an actual GM, but I, th- I think he had Watson thirteen. If Watson's valued as the QB thirteen in Dynasty startups, I will tell you in twenty twenty three, I'm going to have a lot of Deshaun Watson, absolutely a ton. Um, I was hoping for more coming back from the suspension, but absolutely big on Deshaun Watson, uh, especially if they get a coaching upgrade and they continue to add, continue to add talent. But uh, I like the talent that's there. Um, they may or may not move on from Amari Cooper, but that's a that's a great situation for for Deshaun Watson. And, and I think we forget because it's been 700 days um, until he started playing three or four weeks ago. And I think we forget that, you know, in the 2020 season, he was right up there with the Mahomeses and the Allens and those guys. So um, if you can stomach having that type of person on your roster, I can do a pretty good job of differentiating between the person and the player. Uh, I'm just trying to win football games. I'm not inviting him over for dinner or anything like that. I, I just want to uh, want to win football games. So uh, that's a show. Um Again, wasn't wasn't prepared to go, you know, solo, but I still wanted to make sure we got something out. So much going on in in the world right now, but I just want to thank you guys. Um, a lot of changes. I was hoping to roll those out this week, but at, at the same time, you know, I, I still wanted to to have something for you. So uh, as we get out of here, I want to make sure to make sure to remind you to. Whatever deity it is that that you pray to, make sure to say a prayer for Demar Hamlin and, and his family. Um, be kind to your commissioners out there. Um, I will have the studio revamped and uh, redone for next week. And then please be sure to tune into our YouTube channel. Look for those Dynasty Warzone shorts, a uh, little Dynasty diet. It's going to be much more concise than I normally am, especially in a show like this where I've had a tendency to ramble a little bit. Uh, it'll be a lot more concise. It'll be a one minute. It'll be a bite-sized snack, a little little, uh, little dynasty nugget for you. And I'm going to try to do two to three of those a week. Um, you'll only be able to find those on YouTube and TikTok. So look for Dynasty Warzone and follow us there. Um, so on behalf of Jerry and on behalf of everybody here, um, thanks for tuning in to Dynasty Warzone. I was hoping to launch New Year, New Us. But uh, we'll be back next week. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Thanks for all the support. Looking forward to a great 2023. Hey, fellow War Zone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands in monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty fantasy football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat 
Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak